Okay, so Pretoria. Yep. Do you agree that Pretoria is the party capital of South Africa? Definitely. Okay. Does Pretoria have a drinking problem? What drinking problem? Tax FM 107.2. It's about varsity life. It's about now. I woke up this morning way later than I should have. I drank some water. I moved the half-eaten takeaways from the side of my bed because the smell of food was making me feel queasy. And when my eyes eventually started working properly, I checked my phone. Once I checked my messages and started apologizing for my behavior last night, I hopped onto Twitter to check out what's happening in the world. I started following a trend called hashtag Pitori Mashanyeni. Loosely translated, it means Pretoria, where the wildest people are. Or in the context of the trend, Pretoria, where the crazy people party. People have taken memes and videos of the party scene in Pretoria and are highlighting how wild the 012 party scene has become. The truth is, right now, I'm hungover. Last night, I was out with a group of my colleagues, all of whom are students, and I noticed that something has changed. We are drinking way more alcohol in one night than we used to, and people are beginning to notice that. I want to unpack this issue. I want to explore if we have a problem on our hands. Through this audio documentary, I want to explore two things. Firstly, has the drinking culture in the ON2 changed? Are young people consuming more alcohol in a shorter amount of time on a night out? And secondly, do we actually have a problem in the ON2? Has alcohol and binging alcohol become the new norm? This is Tax FM 107.2, and this is 012. Do we have a drinking problem? Tax FM 107.2. It's about campus life. It's about now. To start, I'm going to chat to one of the young people who has been significantly affected by the lockdown restrictions. Our breakfast presenter, Lebu. Uh, Lebo, this morning I was driving in and you guys were talking on the breakfast show about the groove and the jaw in Pretoria. <laughs> yeah. So first things first, I want to ask, have you noticed the difference in the way in which students are partying now in comparison to how we partied this time last year? I mean, definitely. It's been December since level one started. So we've been drinking a lot more than we were before the lockdown. And I think it's because we're scared that they're going to close the gates again. They're going to close us in again. And we're not going to be able to drink again. So we're doing as much as we can in a short period of time. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. But even before that, Pretoria was getting a reputation for Groove Central. <laughs> like we were getting a reputation um, for being the biggest party sort of place in, in, in the country. Do you think that that's true? Definitely. We're amazing. We rock. What? Pretoria. Okay. All right. I get you. I get you. Look, I, I, I love the city and I love living in the city, but, but I am concerned that our reputation comes from something that's a little bit more serious. And we've spoken about lockdown and the way in which students party, but, but like one of the major concerns is the alcohol consumption that, 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 that young people have in Pretoria. Mm. Because back in the day, it used to be, all right, cool, I'll meet you at the club, and you go to the club, and you party, and you get in the Uber, and you go home. Now it's, well, we're going to start at 1 o'clock because of curfew at 10 o'clock. So we start pre-drinking at the flat, and then pre-drinks turn into like a dinner thing, and then dinner turns into let's go to the club, and then in the club you're drinking a whole bunch of shots. Then you go back to the flat and you carry on drinking until 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, is that an accurate description of, of how some people consume alcohol? 100%. I mean, on a more serious note, in the hood, when it was locked down, people were still rocking. So I guess... Okay, can you, can, you, a... can you expand on that a little bit? You, so, so you're from Hammanskral. Yes. And you... You feel as though people in Hammanskral didn't take lockdown? Absolutely not. 
No ways. There was there was no lockdown in Amanskra until they brought like um, the 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 soldiers to come and get everything in order. We were going wild. Not me personally, just everyone else. They were going wild. I hear you. Okay, so so the final question that I have is: Does Pretoria have a drinking problem? Absolutely not. <laughs> we kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which one is it? <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. All right. So how do we address it? Do we, is this something that we need to start paying attention to in education? Is this something that we need to start talking to young students about? Or is this, or is this one of those things that you think are, are, is going to pass once lockdown and everything gets lifted? Oh, it's definitely not going to pass. I think um, it's something that we do need to be educated on. And I also think because drinking and driving is such a problem, it's also a problem because the starting age for drinking and the starting age for driving are the same. Like in the States, for instance, they start dri- drinking at 21. Yeah. Whereas we start drinking at 18, start driving at 18. So the day you get your license, you go celebrate. And that is a problem. All right. Okay. Level, we're going to chat to a psychologist about this. Oh we're gonna gosh. get in. We're gonna get in detail. We're gonna get in detail. We're gonna chat to a psychologist about it because I want to see the, the 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 psyche behind it. Do you think? Because because let's be honest, we've 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 been around the block, you and I together a couple of times. We've <laughs> we've, we've jawed a couple of times together. Uh, do you think that young people's psychology has now changed because of lockdown? Not in a good way. Not in a way where we're gonna stop drinking. Not in a way where we're gonna slow down. Maybe we might be a little more responsible in terms of how we do it. We might do it with masks on or we might Uber a little bit more. But otherwise, besides that, they're rocking more. So, no. One of the things that I think Lebo has highlighted that is worth exploring is the psychology behind why people drink. More importantly, why do people binge drink and why are students binge drinking as much as they are at the moment? So I got in contact with Quentin. Quentin is a member of SADAC. He's also a member of the University of Pretoria's counseling team. On a daily basis, he deals with addiction among students. Let's chat to him about this topic. Let's see whether he agrees with us that the 012's drinking habits have changed. Yeah, I think, Mike, I think, I think it's a very relevant topic, uh, especially looking at the, the students with, with that as well. I think the, the first thing that I always think of is to say, why do people use substances? With that as well and uh, there's usually one of four reasons why people would use a substance the the first one is because it makes you feel good that's the high that you you get from it as well so people would chase the pleasure element of that as well the second thing would be it is to to feel better so people would often use it to either self-medicate or to enhance a space where they struggle in the third thing would be is to do better so that's when we would see people using stimulants, for instance, or taking uh, stuff like um, the, 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 the um, study enhancements, like the, uh, the Ritalin and those kind of things. And then the fourth one is because people do not know better. Um, and, and that's a very important thing. I think when it comes to alcohol, a lot of people do not know what moderate alcohol use is. And even if they know alcohol can be harmful to you, yeah. How do we quantify what moderate use is and how do we get to that? And if okay, I would so ask you, for instance, how do we do that? Yeah, no, I, I have no idea um, because, because I'm just looking from a, from a personal standpoint. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed when, when, when we came out of lockdown, for, for me personally, and, and, and I know that it, it, it's, it's the same with certain um, members who work at Tax FM as well, 
the, the moderation went out of the window all of a sudden. So instead of, instead of sitting down and having a glass of wine with, with dinner, it, it became sitting and finishing a bottle of, of wine even before you went to the, to the restaurant kind of thing. So, so moderation is, is, is certainly something that we, that, that, that we need to touch on as well, because I, I think my biggest issue uh, with the way in which we do certain things in Pretoria is that there is no moderation. You, you look at the way in which people package their specials and uh, you, you look at the way in which the, 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 the bars and the clubs and that sort of thing. Are, and I'm not saying that it's their fault because, uh, because it's a, it's a two-way street. If you want to, if you want to drink, you're going to drink. If you're, and it doesn't matter if you um, go to a bar or a club or, or a restaurant. Um, but what I'm looking at is, is the way in which specials have been packaged all of a sudden. Moderation is not an option. You, you're, yeah. you're, buying, you're buying four shots at a time. You're not buying one kind of thing yeah there's there's happy hours or this this special student drinks when they when they do that and uh, i absolutely agree with that a conversation that i had with a student to say like for instance the black label beers are the cheapest that's why they drink it yeah but they do not know how to calculate the, the units of alcohol in a drink yeah i think part of is psych education with understanding what moderate use is and why we say that so if people would say one drink takes you over the limit a lot of people don't even know what one unit of alcohol is. Yeah. So if you would ask them to say, uh, and this is my general experience asking students, especially those that, that struggle with alcohol or alcohol-related um, problems, they never knew what a unit of alcohol was and what it does to your system within yeah. it. So yeah. sometimes we have an idea, but we really do not know what lies behind it and why we say that. And, and, and you're correct in, in saying that if people want to go out and get hammered, they are going to do that. Um, I just want to, I just want to try and enhance the, the awareness of to say, do people really understand what they will put themselves into? And that would, in some cases, give people a choice. I agree with what Quinton is saying. The problem is we often make choices without thinking about the long-term implications. How does alcohol affect your body? How does binge drinking affect your liver, for example? I caught up with Dr. Mayer who is a physical medical doctor who is able to explain to me a little bit more about the long-term effects of alcohol on your system. Dr. Mayan, uh, people don't understand the long-term implications of, of alcohol consumption. Uh, a lot of people that I've, I've spoken to and numerous students that I've, that I've chatted to uh, have, have all sort of said, well, you get a hangover and then you're over it kind of thing. What are, what are the things that we should actually be looking at when it comes to, to, to alcohol consumption and, and some of the dangers that your body actually goes through when you, when you drink alcohol often? Look, alcohol is a drug. It's a legal drug that we're allowed to all drink with our friends, but it ends up being a pretty potent thing that, that hangs around for the rest of your life. Many people know that alcohol is going to cause problems with your liver which the liver is the, the, the factory of your body. It's, it's the place that makes all your proteins. It, it does things with your sugars and your fats. It's uh, what gives your body its ability to detox. And unfortunately, when you started drinking over a number of years, even just binging in your youth, you know, a couple of years of binging, that's enough to set you up with liver failure down the line. It's okay, so, so scary. Okay, so let's 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 chat about that very quickly. Um, you, you raised a couple of interesting points here. I think 
the main thing that you've uh, you, you 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 raised for me is liver damage because I know that when, when you binge, when you when you drink a, a a large amount of alcohol in a in a very short amount of time, your liver doesn't have a lot of time to deal with the the, the toxins that you're essentially putting into your body. So so let's just talk about that for a young person to have a couple of glasses of wine over a couple of days is going to have a completely different effect to somebody having a couple of glasses of wine in a very short amount of time. So when we talk about alcohol drinking, we say one standard drink per hour is normally what your body can cope with. So that's about a hundred mils of wine or about 300 mils of beer or 30 mils of, you know, a little bit of vodka your body can only do that amount per hour, which means when you start binging, unfortunately, it builds up. And, and the toxins that build up are what cause the problems of alcohol intoxication. That's why you fall over. That's why you start feeling unwell. That's why you get the hangover. But what we know is that every time you binge, your liver gets a little bit weaker at managing the stress of that. And so it's, it's, it's a cumulative process where, as, as you say, you're maybe not going to notice the immediate effects in your 20s, but just a few binges is enough to cause serious problems down the line. Okay. Um, I, I hear you. I, I don't want to sound like a doomsday <laughs> um, seller, if, if that makes sense. But, but, but one of the things that certainly changed amongst young people in South Africa is the way in which they are consuming alcohol because of lockdown. We've the mentality has changed uh, in the sense that we we some people are no longer going out uh, to 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 bars and restaurants or if they are going out to bars and restaurants they're, they're consuming a lot more um, in a short amount of time because they're scared that you know things are going to be taken away from them um, as 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 we experienced in terms of lockdown and the psychology behind lockdown and that sort of thing how how should we be taking care of our bodies a little bit more. So it's, it's all about focusing on, on simple things. So it's about making sure that you're eating right, drinking right, and, and, and enjoying your alcohol. Why are you drinking alcohol? You're not drinking it to fall over. You're drinking it because you like the taste or you, uh, you like maybe the feeling it gives you. So keeping things in moderation is a perfectly healthy way of, of managing this problem. In the end, if you keep waking up in a pool of your own vomit every second day during lockdown, you're probably not doing well in lockdown. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I think, I think now, um, you know, with the, with the binge factor and that sort of thing, it's, it's something that you, you, you need to look at. How often, how often are you getting blackout drunk? Is it an every weekend thing? Is it an everyday thing? Like these are the kinds of things that you need to look at. Well, as doctors, we, we use something called the cage questionnaire. Okay. And it's, it's basically how we know if people are sort of having problems with, with their uh, drinking. It's, do you f- ever feel like you need to cut down? Do you ever feel annoyed when people talk to you about your drinking? Do you ever feel guilty? Or do you ever need an eye opener? And, and, and if you just say yes to one of those, that's a big red flag that, look, probably things aren't going well, but you've got an opportunity to turn it around. Yeah. I just said yes to all three of those questions in my, in, in my head. Is that a, is that a bad thing? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll talk later. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Aside from the fact that Dr. Mayer has highlighted that I realistically might actually have a drinking problem. She did highlight a point that I don't think we've explored yet. And that is the fact that alcohol is enjoyable. It's very lacquer to drink. I want to go back to Quinton and ask him what his theory on this concept actually is. 
how would we see these patterns? Is it because that there was a lack of these things where people are trying to make up? Is it a form of escapism? Is it because people want to feel better or, or, or feel that this is the way and how they, they want to relate with the people when they, when they do go out with their friends? I think there's a lot of interesting conversations that we can have with that. Um, but I agree with, with, with the feedback or, or similar stories that I've heard with, with students going out and then they, they get themselves in, harm, in, in harm's way because they would, would go beyond what they usually would do. And, and I think in, in, in the back of my mind, that would be something to, to explore more and to think of how we would try and measure something like that to get a more, I think, an accurate or, or, a, or a scientific kind of feel to why we, why we see these patterns. But I agree. I think um, people were creative, even in lockdown, making their own brews and, and doing those things. So learning new skills with it as well. And I think the moment that something is legit now, people may often then indulge in it with that as well. I don't know if it has to do with the fear that they may lose it again due to lockdown and these kind of things, but it's pleasurable with that as well. And it's done often in fashions where people do not know what they are really doing to themselves. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's, that's where I am in trying to, to make sense of, of my experience of, of why students may be doing that at the moment. Okay, perfect. My next step in this, in this documentary would, would need to be finding out from, from people who are on the ground floor, uh, people who are at the places where people are able to binge and that sort of thing, or what, what, the, what the, the vibe is and why, why people behave in, in, in certain ways. Yeah, I, I, I think in other words, who would be the people that we need to ask? I, I think in the back of my mind, we, 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 we start with the people who, who, who don't binge. We start with the people who make a living out of, uh, out of this kind of thing. So we speak to bar owners and we speak to, to, to club promoters and, and DJs. Yeah, I think that that would really be uh, a good way in, in looking at it. Seeing people in the situation like you would then have like a grounded theory approach. You're seeing what you observe and how you would incorporate that within making sense of, of those things. And I, and I agree. If you would speak to, um, these are just thoughts that, that, that are, are passing my, or through my mind with that as well. Bar owners, club owners, they, they were closed for, for a significant time, which means that there's that way up with getting my, my, my revenue back up, with, with getting my services back up. And where do you draw the line between um, that, that line between business and being a responsible citizen? Because it's still the person coming in there's responsibility to drink. Yes. And, and how far do you make it? So if you make it enticing to drink, for those that are more vulnerable, they would be easier to, to slip into that. I feel as though after my conversations with, with Dr. Mayer and Quinton, that we need to acknowledge that there's another layer to this. People make a living out of alcohol. People make a living out of the jaw. People make a living out of Pretoria going wild over the weekends. I want to chat to Cyan. She's a DJ from Pretoria who makes a living out of the party scene in Pretoria. One of the biggest things that I'm noticing on social media at the moment is the fact that Pretoria is becoming the jaw capital of the world. And <laughs> people, uh, people are beginning to... To, to, to make jokes out of the fact that, that when you live in Pretoria, you drink a lot. Um, you're, you're originally from Joburg. Do you, do you find that, that that's the, the case? Um, I would just say because the way that Pretoria is centered around the student town and it is primarily students, I feel like there is the student culture. And with, with student culture comes 
the desire to party and socialize and do everything that we can while we're young. And I think maybe that's why there is more of a tendency towards to lean towards alcohol this side. Um, but yes, I definitely feel like it is noticeably different in Joburg than it is to Pretoria. We are definitely heavier drinkers in Pretoria. No, for sure. For sure. So on that <laughs> note, you, you pretty much make a living. Um, you, you're, you're a professional DJ and you pretty much make a living through, um, through, through, through going to parties and, 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 and through the party culture. Have you noticed, definitely. have you noticed a difference in the, in the amount of time that people are spending at the, at the jaw, um, and more importantly, how much they're actually drinking uh, at the jaw since, since, since um, we came out of lockdown. If you, if you were to compare December okay. last year to December now, uh, would, you, would, you, would you say that it's, 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 it, it, there's, there's a difference? There definitely is a difference. I think also because of, first of all, the restriction of curfew that prevents kids from drinking that extra two hours. But... Needless to say, it makes us start two hours earlier too. Yeah. Um, I definitely would say that I think after lockdown, I feel like people were more, if the people were willing to go out, they are more eager to drink. They to are drink. more willing yeah. to drink at this point because we never know when we're going to go back in lockdown again. So it's almost like a do or die now or never situation. Almost. Yeah. So it's like make the most of the jaws now before they push us back, which is also a bit of a backwards way of looking at the whole of COVID and everything. But yeah. unfortunately that is the reality. Okay. So to answer the question, you've, you've seen a definite difference in, 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 in the way in which young people are consuming alcohol and, and, and because of the curfew, it, it's placed pressure on the, on, on, on the industry. Definitely, definitely. I feel like it's now up to all the different places to get as many kids in as possible during the day as opposed to later at night to try to push the specials and stuff during the day so that their day trade does well. So that we're just shifting the times. We're not ending the parties. We're just shifting the times. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Mm. Okay. So on that note, um, you, you've been doing some traveling recently uh, uh, because, of your, because of your work. And um, obviously, social distancing and responsible uh, sort of ways of, of, of partying has been on everybody's minds at the moment because of what happened at Rage. Um, do you think that young people in Pretoria, do you think that alcohol makes a difference to, to, to how people approach uh, COVID, for example? I definitely do think so. I think I'd be ignorant of me to say no to that question. I think when people drink, they tend to forget that the virus exists and I will admit that I'm also guilty of it for sure. Um, I just think that once you have however many tequila shots or whatever, you tend to feel a bit unstoppable as one does. So definitely a change in attitude towards COVID when I think people drink a little bit more. And I think, I don't think that that's a a young person thing. I think that that's a, 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 South African, we live in a, in a society where we're just kind of like, ah, if we get it, we get it kind of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like that's a lot of our mentality at this point, especially with the way that sense of things have unraveled and everything. So, yeah, I hear you. If you want to find out directly how it has affected the actual alcohol consumption and actual statistics and how it's really playing an effect on everyone during this time, I recommend chatting to the actual club owners and the people who own the bars and are hands-on in the scene. I agree with Cyan. 
We need to chat to people who have physically lost revenue in 2020 because of the alcohol bans and might be potentially benefiting from this new student binging culture. We're chatting to Ati at the moment. Ati is involved in sales. Let's get straight to the point. Are people buying more alcohol now than they have been in the past? Yes, definitely. Okay. And do you think that's because of, of the way in which uh, we, we were treated during lockdown? Do you think that's because of the fact that we had alcohol available to us and then they took it away and then they gave it back to us and then they took it away again? Like, do you think that that's the case? I think that is one of the major contributing factors towards it. Um, also with, you know, now it's festive season, so everyone is in that festive mood, especially after this year where we've been locked in the houses, like you were saying. Um, so I think a lot more people are finding that, hey, let me get as much alcohol as possible. If in case it gets locked down again, it's also December, New Year's is coming, you never know what could happen. So let's just stock up is kind of running through everyone's mind. So alcohol sales have definitely gone up. Okay. Um, do you find that there's a lot more people buying alcohol in clubs and bars or do you think it's, it's, it's more bottle store related or do you think it's much of a muchness? I think it's more bottle store related because there is still that initial fear of going to clubs and restaurants. I think because a lot of people have kind of their money is much less than it used to be before lockdown, they've now figured out other ways of getting alcohol, whether it's going to buy the specials only at bottle stores versus going to the restaurant and maybe getting a 40 rand draft, rather buying a court for 16 rand or something. Yeah. You know, you get more for it. So I think a lot more people are becoming wiser as to what alcohol they do buy. But I do think that it's more towards the bottle stores than it is towards the clubs. Okay, cool. And amongst young people, do you think that young people are still worried about COVID or do you think that they are slowly but surely looking at it going, ah, it's, it's an event, let's go to an event kind of thing? To be honest with you, I, I do think it's a little bit of the two because you've got a lot of young people who forget to actually wear a mask. Yeah. You know, you can walk in a mall, you can go in, walking in the streets and you'll see the students, not students, but maybe let's say younger people have their masks below the nose yeah. versus more worried adults who have got it on the nose covering everything as instructed I think a lot more people younger people specifically are a little bit too easy going with how the pandemic is actually happening because of oh no it doesn't really affect many young people which may be true may not really be true because we've seen we're now in the second wave yeah. the major driving force was ages 15 to 19 you know, so I do think a lot of young people are kind of becoming a little bit too easy going about the pandemic, which is a little bit of a worry. I have to say, it's something that I've noticed as well. When people are consuming alcohol in a bar or a club, they are less likely to be wearing their mask. So how are club promoters and how are bar owners and how are event promoters dealing with COVID-19? I caught up with DJ Venom, who is a local DJ who's also a promoter. This is what he had to say about COVID-19. All right, it is Tux Event 107.2. On the line at the moment, we've got the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, Mr. Venom, uh, who is not only a DJ, but, but also today he's a concert promoter. He's got a massive yes, gig tonight. Um, with, uh, with uh, I'm not even going to go through the lineup. All I'm going to say, Nadia Nakaya, Costa Tech, uh, Cubs of the Small, and Venom himself is playing. Um, okay, so first question, Venom. Uh, now during lockdown, uh, Joel, Pretoria Vibes, um, are you a little bit worried about uh, about COVID and that sort of thing, or are you just saying, okay, cool, we're just going to carry on with the jaw and we're, we're going to take it from there? No, nah, of course we'll of course we're worried. Um, it's, it's trying times, especially for us entertainers, but we we have to make ends meet because um, it was a very long seven months that we went through without an income. So we just have to make ends meet, but be be safe at the same time, you hear me? 
All right, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, so on, on that on that note, you got such a massive lineup tonight. You have got a whole bunch yes, of people sir. playing. Um, are you are you expecting people to go off? Because it's like this is the first sort of big festival kind of vibe that Pretoria's seen in a while, um, and 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 more importantly that your crew has, has has seen in a while. Are you expecting people to go crazy and party like like rock stars tonight? A hundred and ten percent, bro. Um, it's December. We've had a long year. We have to celebrate. Um, we have to celebrate all the trials and tribulations we've been able to overcome. So we want to go off, have a good time. Um, I'm about to end my tour. I'm partnering with Boise on this in this event. Yeah. And she's launching her EP, so it has to be great. All right, cool. And and do you think that the live culture in South Africa has changed a little bit since 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 we came out of lockdown? Do you think that people are drinking more and they're feeling feeling the vibe a little bit more? Like they want to when they're at the party, they party a little bit harder. Um, nah. I think we've always partied hard. That's okay. what South Africa's do. Nice. <laughs> okay. I think at this point it's fairly safe to say that we've got enough evidence to answer the question. That, yes, in fact, the drinking culture in Pretoria has changed. But do we have a problem? One thing that we haven't considered is that there are young people in Pretoria who don't drink at all. There are young people who go to the jaw and they don't consume alcohol. So I caught up with a young man by the name of Sexy Unicorn, who is a YouTuber from Hatfield. This is what he had to say about the 012 party culture. Sexy Unicorn. Yes, sir. That, that's not what's on your ID book. Yeah, it's not what's on my ID. Right, my cool. ID is Ton of Aguana, but I was bored in high school and I needed an Instagram name and it's right. just stuck, yeah. Okay, so Sexy Unicorn is also a YouTuber who's quite influential in the Pretoria region. But the, the most interesting thing about Sexy is that he doesn't actually drink. How old are you? I'm 19, turning 20 soon. And you've never, you've never drank alcohol before? I've tasted it here and there, but I don't really like it. You don't like it? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so the, the reason why it's interesting for me is because Pretoria has now garnered this reputation as being the big drinking yeah. capital of the world. Groove like Central, yeah. Groove Central. And, 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 and obviously the parties go hand in hand with, yeah. uh, with, with, with people who drink. But you, you don't drink and you party harder than anybody that I've ever yeah, met. Yeah, I rock. You go to every <laughs> single gig that I've ever seen and you're in the marsh pit and like you're, you're, you're good to go. So, so tell me something Quickly, when I'm sober around drunk people, it mm. annoys the crap out of me. How, how do you how do you get through a night when you've got people hanging on you and telling yeah. you the same story six times? Like, well, for me, it's quite. I find it funny. Like, it's quite entertaining. Like, I was chilling with you now. We was good. You know, vibes of amazing. And now all of a sudden, you're all on the floor. It's quite funny until like now it's time to leave because leaving any groove with people who are drunk is always the annoying part but like throughout the party like it's fun like because everyone's on high energy and I'm naturally on that high energy vibe so everyone's just amazing the vibes are good until it's time to leave and now we gotta drag people out the place it's like yeah okay so yeah but you've seen you've obviously seen and in your friendship circle you, you, you've seen people who, who overdo it yeah, yeah and yeah, you definitely. know they, they end up vomiting or they end up in a situation where <sighs> countless, it's like countless countless you, you've got to you've got to take care of them yeah. and as, as the sober sober dude yeah, like the it's, sober, it's, yeah. Um, do you think that there are, do you think that Pretoria's got a problem when it comes to drinking? A problem? Yeah. As in, do we take it too far? I don't think it's a problem, really. I, re I don't think it's a problem. Like, I feel like people drink, but it's never like, yo, five people died tonight because of alcohol poisoning or anything. It doesn't go that extreme. Yeah. So I feel like maybe when it, if it reaches that extent, like we hear people dying because of drinking and whatnot, then it'll be a problem. But right now, I think it's just vibes, you know? It's just people having fun, letting loose. I wouldn't see it as a problem, problem, really. Yeah. All right, cool. So... 
I, I don't need to feel bad when I see people on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram saying Pretoria's Groove Central. Oh, no, nah, don't. Like, as long as you're not, like, being hospitalized every other weekend, yeah, yeah. you're good to go. Like, it's just vibes. You know, everybody has a stressful week, work, school. And then on the weekend is the one time you and your friends can just have fun. Don't feel bad at all. No, cool. All right, so then the last question that I have is pre-lockdown, post-lockdown. Yeah. So in the beginning of the year, you, 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 um, you know, people were partying, people were rocking. Then we went into lockdown. Have you noticed the difference in the amount that people are drinking now after lockdown? Oh, definitely. Okay. Oh, people rock now. Like so right people now? are going bigger now than they did back. Yeah, I would say yeah. way bigger because a lot of people, because like a lot of my friends, they're like, yo, man, I haven't drank in a couple of months because they couldn't buy alcohol. Like, yo, I think I'm stopping, I'm stopping, I'm done. And then when... President Cyril said Let's actually open it Hey man I don't think I'm done yet Like I gotta go Now people are like Going harder Because they don't know When it could be Taken away from them again So definitely people Are drinking way more Than they were Like before lockdown But not You know in a, It's not bad yet It's not a problem really but Yeah It's a sure. lot more Yeah Alright Sexy Unicorn Thank you very much Thank you guys for having me This documentary Has highlighted a lot of things For me The first is how much Alcohol restrictions Have actually had An effect on the economy Of the 012 Many people have lost income as a result of alcohol restrictions, but also as a result of lockdown, our mentality towards alcohol has changed as well. Pretoria is quickly growing a reputation for being the party capital of South Africa, and I don't think that that's necessarily something to be concerned about. But finally, I do feel as though there is a drinking problem developing. I think that binge drinking has rapidly become the new normal for young people. I worry that young people in Pretoria are going to see binge drinking as a healthy alternative to letting go of stress or letting go of mental anguish. What do we do about it? How do we start this conversation with young people? Let me know what you think. What's up your opinion to 061-720-1072. My name is Michael Bauer. This has been 012, Do We Have a Drinking Problem?